You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hello and welcome to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. I'm Craig and I'm the founder of Scottish Football Forums and I'm joined by Greg and Chris this evening. Hello guys. Evening. Evening. All right. Laurie's not joining us. He says he's a bit busy. I guess it's Christmas coming up and whatever. I am expecting a, a good podcast tonight. I've got a box of tissues by my side, so don't <laughs> let me down. <laughs> well, it's been exciting for that on the weekend. So. Ah, it, was, it has been. So we've got the SPL. We'll get a, a wee touch on the SFL. I won't go as far as saying it's a review because I, I just can't give it a that kind of justice. Uh, we've got Christmas puns, Christmas football-related puns, obviously. We'll touch on Kenny Shields' comments about Kamarnock being the, the best team in the world ever. We've got the charity bet, and we'll end on quite a few SPL predictions, because we've got a few before the next podcast. So, starting off with the SPL review. I, I do call it a review, Chris, because I think you do a good job. So, off you go. Well, we'll start off on Friday night because we've had the uh, games spread across the weekend. The first game up was Friday night's game at New St. Murren Park. Motherwell were the visitors and uh, what looked like quite an entertaining game. We possibly Motherwell starting better, even hitting the woodwork at one point. It was uh, a bit strange to see Stephen Thompson get a goal either side of half-time. Oh, sorry, two goals before half-time, get that right. <laughs> uh, Given the home team the advantage, Bob McHugh managed to pull one back 13 minutes for time, but uh, Motherwell were unable to get the equaliser of St Mirren held on for the three points which moved them up to 10th ahead of Ross County and 8 clear of Dundee who sat bottom uh, Moving on to Saturday's games we'll start off up at Pataudry where Aberdeen hosted St Johnson hoping to end a run of three straight defeats and indeed Aberdeen were pretty much the better team in the first half and all the way through the second half although Fraser Wright did have a volley from a few yards out uh, towards the end of the first half that could have given the St Johnson a shock lead that's what took Aberdeen until just after the hour mark to take the lead. Hitting the target probably helps, which it didn't really do much of. Uh, and when it came, it was for now again. 20, 22 yards out, curling a free kick in the bottom corner when everybody was expecting the cross. And again doubled Aberdeen's lead to make the point safe. Nine minutes for time, taking his own league tally to ten in the process. Meanwhile in Glasgow, Ross County made on their second ever visit to Celtic Park on league duty. First in league duty, it's not the second ever, it was a, a Scottish Cup game. Uh, and a goal was first half, so probably Ross County get the best of the chances, both of which were stopped by Fraser Forster. And I said they had the best of the chances, and Celtic had most of the possession, and they finally made that count in the second half. As, uh, just less than two minutes into the second half, Gary Hooper played in Scott Brown, who slotted it under his namesake Mark in goal. Hooper then added another one himself with a header five minutes later and then got a third after uh, Mark Brown had totally misjudged a corner. Wanyama got there first, Brown clattered into Wanyama as it dropped to Hooper and Hooper headed into the net. James Forrest was uh, a welcome sight after having been out injured for so long. He came on as a substitute and made it 4-0 thanks to the area deflection. Celtic probably had more goals in the closing stages but nevertheless 4-0 is Celtic's biggest home win in the league at this season by a stretch in season with 5 clear at the top. There were 4 clear at Motherwell before the weekend but uh, with their defeat it was Inverness who have moved up to 2nd thanks to their 4-1 win over Dundee. 
He took the lead 12 minutes into the game. I mean, uh, a Billy Mackay header was saved, but Richie Four had chased the rebound and was bundled over by Declan Gallagher. Mackay scored the penalty. It's his third in three games. Dundee did manage to level the game thanks to Nicky Riley a few minutes later, but that, that level only lasted five minutes as Owen Tudor Jones found the bottom corner for outside the box. Mackay then made it 3-1 just after half-time and somehow flicked the ball into the net despite having been bundled to the ground by Rab Douglas. And uh, Andrew Shinney then rounded off a score with 20 minutes to remaining. As Inverness have now had as many goals in 19 games as they managed in 38 last season, with 42. So moving on to Sunday's games, we'll start off with uh, the lunchtime game with Kilmarnock hosting Hibs. Unfortunately, since this has been recorded on Sunday night, I haven't seen the highlights yet. They don't go up online until the midnight. Yeah. The sports scene hasn't been on yet, but I'm reliably informed by the BBC match report that it was lively. Paul Heffernan did give Kilmarnock the lead after just six minutes after they uh, followed in a rebound from a Borja Perez, Perez free kick. But Owen Doyle levelled the game 20 minutes on. Almost so cool, and Lee Griffiths both the chances to win the game, but in the end, it was a share of the spoils. If I didn't get to see that game, I did get to see the ESPN live game where uh, Hearts hosted Rudy Scatchel. I'm assuming it was just Rudy Scatchel because that's all they went on about when pre match build up. But uh, despite that, Rudy Scatchel didn't really do much in the game as uh, Dundee United were uh, beaten by two goals to one. And uh, fun enough, when the, the clock hit 51 in the clock, he had the home support chanting his name. He'd have been forgiven to think he was still a Hearts player, nevertheless. Uh, but that time, of course, Hearts were 2 0 up. The first goal had come after some awful defending when Dunn United seemed like they weren't going to bother clearing the ball, which allowed Ryan Stevenson to nip in and fire the ball into the net. Stevenson then doubled the lead from the penalty spot after another inexplicable penalty area foul by Willow Flood. This time he was tugging and down McGowan's arm. Daft thing to give away, really. The half-time lead was clawed back about the second half when Keith Watson turned finish ended up in the back of the net. The goal stood despite the fact he was slightly offside, but Dunn United couldn't find a late comeback when they have in some previous games, and that win, win means Hearts will be up into the top six for the first time in a few months, and Dunn United have slipped to eight. And that's us for the SPL. Uh, you mentioned uh, Skatchel, how it seemed to all be about him, uh, from well, the Hearts fans as well, clapping him on the, the 51st minute. But did you see when the camera was on him, he went to do a spit <laughs> yeah. and it was one of those embarrassing ones that kind of just, it Dribbles. just half leaves your mouth and dribbles. <laughs> it was real time though. <laughs> that'll, that'll, that'll make up for all the Hearts fans slivering over him for the rest of the 51 minutes. Aye, when oh, he was taken off. It was shocking, wasn't it? Aye, when he was subbed. Hearts fans were cheering because they were, I guess, celebrating a legend, if you like. They were, they were going, oh, we're not worthy, we're not worthy. But I think the United fans were clapping him off because he just he did nothing really. No, just absolutely nothing. I I think he had a he had a wild shot, half, which was about the only time I seen him. Oh no, it was a free kick as well when it looked like he was running into the box and he got clipped. But that was a, a like genuinely. So uh, it seems about harsh in the current Hearts team that the Hearts support were more vocal towards Rudy Scatchel than they were to the rest of the team. I mean, other than the two goals, I wasn't that impressed with the atmosphere. Just not yeah. talking about Rudy Scatchel. I can know he's a hero, but you've got to draw a line somewhere. I mean, it's, you, you support the team, though, the individuals. Yeah, mm-hmm. correct. Just shows a lack of class on the, on the part of heart supporters, because it's like you're saying, you've got 11 guys in the pitch who have got, uh, who are wearing the wearing who are playing for hearts, and yet they're all standing up and cheering some balloon that used to play for them that was getting paid a king's ransom to play for them. <laughs> so, OK, he was a decent player in his time, but it's a competitive game. He's playing for one of the rivals in the league. I, I just I can't understand Hearts fans doing that at all. It just shows a 
This was a lack of intelligence, I think, all round. <laughs> it was front page of the programme as well. It's pathetic. I quite liked the way they pathetic. did the programme, though. I, I did quite like the way they did the programme, because it was that whole Rudy's back, and he had him turned with his oh, back. And it was his back. 51. It yeah. was just an excuse to put 5-1 in the front of a programme, let's face it. <laughs> They're living in the past, though. It's like Rudy Scatchel in the Scottish Cup and all this other <laughs> crap. John Robertson. They're sick of hearing about John Robertson, I know. It's time they moved on. Time they moved on and uh, accepted their fate where the rest is. But I was hearing about in the Celtic game, uh, Bruni was on Twitter saying that Lennon had bet him another £20. Uh, I heard that in the, the post-match interview as well. Lennon was pointing out that's another goal for Bruni, that's cost me another 20 quid. So uh, apparently he <laughs> seems to be uh, paying dividends because that's two goals he's had last month. So. Yeah. And I've seen Forrest, he scored again. and he just I've not seen him in ages and it reminded me how he, he's just knee neck. <laughs> it, it just surprises me. I, I've always spotted he's not got a neck, but I've seen him again today, and I just, nah, I don't know. It, it was good to see him back, to be honest. He's been out injured for a while, and I, I think he actually t- picked up a wee knock at the end of the game as well, so that was a bit yeah. of a one. But it, like, even like even before the goal, you've seen what a difference he made to the Celtic team because we've, we've not really had much pace going forward, and then all of a sudden he came into the game and he's battering down that right-hand side. And it was a was good a, goal, because he... Aye? I suppose it was a bit fortuitous because it hit the defender, but the way he sold the first defender when he cut inside. Right. Oh, I agree. in class. It was really good, I mean. It was great to see him back. I'm a big fan of James Forrest, so. And he's one we've grown ourselves, so. It can only be good for Celtic and Scotland, of course. Oh, of course, aye. Aye, what about Fraser Wright's miss five yards out? Oh, shocking, shocking. Like, I mean, that game was ridiculous with what I've seen in the highlights. It's just, it was Aberdeen, 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 Fraser Wright missing for three yards. <laughs> Yeah. Aberdeen, 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 Aberdeen. Then they finally hit the target and I'm in. I'm not entirely sure they hit the target before Neil McGinn's first goal. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I thought Manus done really well. Really stand out. Uh, keeper had a couple of saves. A couple of uh, reasonable stops. But uh, I mean, it was, it was all Aberdeen pressure. But Aberdeen missed a sitter as well. I think it was, was it Neil McGinn? Missed one for maybe about two or three yards out in the first half as well. So a game of missed chances, I think. Uh, I think there was a few of them missing chances in that game, to be fair. But uh, in the end, began getting our two. And he's broke he a record. He scores Aberdeen are getting wins. He's broke a club record anyway. It's 11 goals before Christmas is a record for them. Is it? Uh, it's, that's a, it's quite that's, a specific record. but that's a bad one. Before that's Christmas. A, that's a pretty low number, is it? No, 11. Yeah, in the first half of the season. That's not bad. I mean, usually you're talking about 20 goals a season, and that's a good season. But... I'd be pretty confident I could bag 11 before Christmas. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> You've never seen me play. <laughs> I'll be seeing you play this summer. You're, you're commenting for a position of complete ignorance. This summer I'll see you. <laughs> Mind I play in defence, I'll just ah, I'll nullify you. You'll not see me, that's the trouble, boy. You'll be past you for you know I'm there. I'll just think... Having said that, I, I'm, I, like, going back to what we're saying about that, that being a low figure, I mean, you're talking about Billy McKay at Inverness, he's got, what, 17 or something already this season? Aye, I, I'm sure Higdon's on 13, something like that, 12, 13. Aye, you're right, aye. So I'm a bit off this quite well. Aye. Maybe I think it's as covered the SPL. Do you want me to touch a wee bit um, on the, the SFL? I think so. I mean, well, the, before we finish off, I suppose you better mention the, the, the third goal Celtic got about the, the Inverness player. Sorry, not Inverness. Ross County players all standing about looking for a free kick on uh, Mark Brown. Did you see it? Oh, when Yama jumped and won a header without even looking yeah. at the ball. <laughs> My favourite bit was what I didn't... I, at the time, I was wondering if the goal was going to stand or not, because obviously, like, we get that one up in our broth. 
a couple of weeks ago and it was a case of when Foster got clattered after he came to take the ball. But in, when I seen the replay of this one, <laughs> it's ridiculous because it's quite clearly when Yama goes up, wins the header, the header's already heading towards Hooper when Mark Brown clatters into him. Yeah, that's Mark Brown was ridiculously late for that one, and to even think about claiming that as a free kick is just ridiculous. Uh, Hooper seemed to stop, and he wasn't really sure what was going on. That's because that's because he hadn't heard the daft music being played. <laughs> After all, they go, I hate that. Like, oh, daft songs they play. Oh man, it's like ice hockey. What songs do you get at Celtic Park, Chris? Uh, oh, it was varied. We just can't get enough of one go. We get uh, Disco Land was another one we got yesterday. Fratellis. Aye, I don't, I don't know if I had the Fratellis on Saturday there, but I've certainly had that recently. Used to get Fiesta by the Pogues as well. Get, uh, I miss the old days getting the, the Magnificent Seven the Larson was good. <laughs> that was the best one. Get Will Smith getting jiggy with it when Jig, jig scores the Ibrox. That's brutal. No, that's good banter. <laughs> oh, that was when Andy Lattle scores. See, I, I don't know. I, I can't think what other songs there is. Right, I'll oh, need to take a, a note of them next time I'm there. Aye, uh, Elvis versus GXL, a lot of West conversation. There you go, take that blade. <laughs> Two little boys, maybe. <laughs> it's not really, it's not really a kind of upbeat song, is it? <laughs> Scoring a winner, Rolf comes on. Two little boys. <laughs> anyway, right, I don't know what was going on in the SFL. Right, I'm lost. Right, I'm. Because I was looking at the fixtures and some of them were marked as being postponed due to like waterlogged pitch and things like that. And then there was other games that was just disappeared. Like what happened to the, the Thistle Wraith Rovers game? Aye, that's it. That's that's what I'm confused about. So no postponed. That's what I thought, but the BBC website didn't list it at all. It wasn't listed. Well, it's just not listed. So the BBC's yeah. just got Airdrie United, Falkirk, Cowdenbeath, Livingston, and then Dumbarton Wraith as postponed, and that's it. When was it called off though? Maybe if it's called off far enough in advance. They just don't Because the Barton's can underwater most of the year, isn't it? <laughs> that pitch. It's pretty close to the Clyde. Uh, well, used to, what was the name of the old grounds? No, Bog. Boghead. Boghead. Bog there you go. A clue in the name, eh? Says it all, eh? What's the new one called? Because I've heard it nicknamed The Rock. The Rock. It's, has it not some corporate sponsored oh, thing? Uh, a Calpine Stadium, maybe something like that? Uh, could be. thing is, if they've built it on a rock, then no wonder it's flooding. <laughs> Look at the drainage there. Yeah. Right, so there's not much to say about the first division. No. No, not much to say about the second division either, because I wanted to know. talk about Rangers. Yeah, that's a surprise. <laughs> well, I mean, the, this, the second division, just to cover it, the second division seems like they were kind of swapping wins, because on Tuesday night you had like East Fife getting beat, and then on Saturday you had East Fife winning, and then four for one away on Tuesday, but they get beaten Saturday, and it was just... Everybody's taking points after each other. That SFL2 is getting boring, because Queen SFL are just going to win it now. Aye, they are running away with that a bit. But I, in the third division, I went to see Rangers. They played during the week and they won 3-0 against Annan on Tuesday. And, well, I don't know if you heard about the, the trouble in the ground. Oh, I heard all about it. It's, uh, a, it's, a, it's a, a running theme every time you go to Ibrox. There's always bother. Aberdeen game last season, Annan game this season. Aye, so I a bit worried about you. It was a penalty. I wasn't involved. It was a penalty, and Wallace, who knows what he did, but he got sent off anyway. And the, the, the wee corner where they, they bounce about, the, the Union Bears and Blue Order section, they weren't very happy, and I'm sure I've seen somebody chuck. Hopefully it was a cola at the referee. I wouldn't like to think it was a cup of tea or Bovril, 
I could do a bit of damage. Because a cold drink is uh, better than a hot drink when you talk it to somebody. Yeah, <laughs> what about the ice, son? I think about the ice. He'd get a sharp, a sharp bit of ice right in his eye. <laughs> he had his back. Or the straw. Imagine where the straw could go. That's a bit like uh, David Bowie. Remember, he got the lollipop and it hit his eye. It went, uh, <laughs> the stick ended up in his eye. Yeah, there was another one. Was it Rod Stewart? He always kicks footballs into the crowd and somebody sued him because he broke ah, his face. I see, yeah, I see. <laughs> ah, serves him right for the, 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 the thug kicking footballs. Listen, David Bowie's had a number of different things in various orifices and a lollipop sticks probably the least of his worries. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas, Davey, if you're listening. <laughs> I'm sure he is. I saw we need kick- to stick allegedly at the start of that. <laughs> it all kicked off at the penalty and then the police steamed in to that corner and then it seemed like the first four or five rows all got up and left in the 70th minute and then I was hearing that there was a bit of trouble behind the scenes, police getting their truncheon out, etc, etc but aye, I sit with the good boys and the government, so I'm alright I, I just sit there, keep my myself to myself with my bovril your tartan shawl and your shortbread that's it, <laughs> exactly your camel, your camel coat aye I tap in my toes to get jiggy with it. No, I don't know. I read some of the reports that happened there. And they varied between it was the police being heavy-handed to uh, it was moaning about some banner. And I've seen a few Rangers fans moaning about the, the can't they just go to the football and behave? And it's, it's, to be honest, it all sounds like exactly the same stuff I hear with the Celtic fans. It's like the Green Brigade. They get, yeah. or they bring great atmosphere, but I wish they stopped doing this, and they, they need to, they need to stop making it about themselves, and uh, they're just asking for it with the post. So, yeah, so how, just go to the game, enjoy the game, wave your banners about. I don't even care what it's say. Sing your songs. I don't care what you sing. Just go and enjoy yourself, and then we can all move on. You're not doing any harm, harm yourself. So yeah, it's just generally stuff. fault. Generally fault on both sides for these things. Anytime I've been in football and there's been argy bargy, and the police are involved, it's generally six of one, half a dozen of another. I think either side comes out looking very clever, to be honest. I, th- I think the police over, are, are just over-officious at football in general. It's not just Celtic Rangers. They probably get we like, There's more Celtic Rangers fans, so we get more uh, treatment of it. But... Aye, you're probably right. Aye. Aye. So the Annan Athletic Manager stepped down. He resigned. Yeah, I guess it's, it's for family and health reasons, he says. It's not just the, the results. Uh, he's just looking after himself, really, so... Hopefully it's nothing too serious. Hopefully he's, he's got out before it has got to the point where it's uh, damaged his health. But I, then that was during the week, and I thought I'd mention one of the standout games, Sterling Albion. No. Peter Head, 1-0. No, let's not, let's not talk about that one, because you scuppered the charity a bit. Aye. <laughs> For the second week in a row, I get the ring. <laughs> Aye, that, that was a gimme though, surely. Oh. Aye, Peter Head had the guy sent off. Uh, then Sterling Albion ended up finishing the match with 10 men as well, but aye, surprising that they got another win. Was it not the guy that scored the penalty that got sent off? Aye, it was aye, in the 90th minute for a second yellow. <laughs> aye, he's happy anyway. He scored. Aye, scored this Wouldn't have happened very often. Then Rangers beat Elgin 6-2. Aye. A bit of a humping. Jig scored twice, up. Alexander saved another penalty. Got to say, Rangers have been pretty decent money on the, the telly the last couple of weeks. The, the Montrose game was entertaining on the telly and this was on the telly and all, wasn't it? Well, it was on Rangers TV. Was it? Why was it so early? Yeah, but it was on Rangers TV, I guess, uh, because it's online, I guess UEFA has still got the blackout. Oh, oh well. Wish you was good entertaining. <laughs> yeah. I didn't watch it. I was, wasn't feeling too good. So what do you think? January transfer window? You think Lee McCulloch, Andrew Little will be looking for a 
making a move up to a second division team. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not taking that. I'm, that's Tam Kelly's joke. I have to admit. Tam Kelly had that one as well. Uh, I hear Liverpool's looking for a striker, so Jig could be the man. He would fit in nicely. Right, that's my SFL. I didn't really have much to say about it. So we'll move on. It's a second of year, time of year, that things are getting postponed and it's kind of hard to talk about the SFL. Aye. We'll need to talk about them when we've got the SPL having their wee winter break. Well, I usually need to talk about them. I have other commitments, unfortunately. <laughs> Aye. Well, I'll need to check the calendar, see if you've got your holidays booked in. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going on holiday again, are you? No, I've uh, work commitments, unfortunately. Jeez, work, work schmuck. Mm. <laughs> You're working in the wrong place, mate. <laughs> Alright, I thought we'd get a wee bit of a Christmas banter on the go on this week's podcast. Well, technically it was Laurie's idea, eh, so, but I'll claim it as my own since he's not here to argue with me. Right, <laughs> so we've decided to go with Christmas puns, football-related Christmas puns. And we've got a thread in the forum if you search for Christmas-themed football. And there's some good suggestions in there. And Chris ended up ruining my suggestion, right? I wasn't even <laughs> going to I wasn't even going to say it because I thought, no, I'm gonna save this for the podcast. But Chris, you went for Fur Park as yep. your Christmas themed suggestion, right? And you said it doesn't sound festive, but then you remember how crap their pitch usually is at this time of year and you realise that it's full of baubles. Oh, yeah. very good. Very see, good. That's what I was going to do. I was going to do Van Vossen. That's, oh. But no, see, you stole it. Right, we've got Rumbahid went for Elf Hadjajuf. That's pretty good. I like that one. That's a good one. His avatars of old Liz sitting in front of a Christmas tree. <laughs> that's an interesting avatar. Anyway, Apesters went for Ivan Sprout. <laughs> and yeah, that's not bad. That's all right. He's thinking about outside the box. And I don't want to steal all of them ahead of you, so I'll just go for for the one that I came up with. It was original. Was Ashley lump of coal? That kind of works for a few, suppose, doesn't it? Because you can you Joel lump of coal. You could. Um, another many coals. What was the other one? Carlton coal. Yeah, you could do him or not. <laughs> so well, come on, Northern Iron. He went for Ashley coal. Oh. That's easy for me to say. Yeah. Right, Greg, have you got any good ones? Um. Well, you could have uh, Charlie St. Nicholas. Aye, oh, I see what you've done there. You could oh. have uh, uh, Francisco Santaza. All right. Or you could have... Nah, it's me, isn't it? It's two. <laughs> I've paid <it> two. <laughs> to be fair, I had, what, 30 seconds warning there? Still <laughs> left, left that with me. You didn't check that, right, all right. I don't check the forum at all. I think I'm on that forum. He's a break, man. Right. I get fed up reading it as, as the Rangers, the new Rangers thread, so I've not been back on it for three months. <laughs> right, Chris? Well, the one that springs to mind, because I sat and watched the, the Real Madrid-Malaga game last night, has to be the, the, the scorer that got two goals, and I think uh, Hoops also pulled this one up on the, 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 the forum. It'd be Rocky Santa Cruz. There's not really so, been a lot of work done there, Chris. No, that's not lazy. That's, that, that's, <laughs> You've that's just read out the guy's up, name. Up the Thanks, well... <laughs> No, there's another one which Laurie would have loved. Of course, it's uh, Rudolf Skatchel. Aye. To give him his full name. But again, no work whatsoever on that one. Yep. Um, Try to think what else would be. My favourite one was Evander Snow. Aye, that's an easy one. I know. Again, no work whatsoever. Uh, let's, see. let's see. I'm just having a look through the forum now because I can't think of it. Uh, Johnny Robb went for St Mirren. Uh, that's a good one. 
David Goodwill E. <laughs> Goodwill L man. That's not bad. Aye. That's hoops again. And then Japester went for Thomas Gravy a gravy son. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's... Yeah, I tell you what, my the, the, I think I put last one up in the thread actually was uh, the, the the true story that Adam Matthews at Celtic his nickname was Bernard, as in Bernard Matthews. He does the beautiful turkeys. That's good. Well, he used to do them. Aye. Aye. See, there's a lot of people who won't know who we're talking about. Aye. Bernard Matthews. I suppose Bernard Matthews is probably talking ten, fifteen years ago since he was last on the TV doing his adverts. Aye. Well, well, is Adam Matthews old enough to remember him? <laughs> Uh, maybe not. Right, I think Johnny Robs deserving of a, a ban for the forum after this one. Tony, one and a half watt flashing light bulb. Oh, that's just rubbish. <laughs> dreadful. Absolutely dreadful. Hey, <sighs> come on, Northern Iron went for Andy Carroll. That's all right. Uh, George, best Christmas <laughs> wishes. <laughs> That's pretty rubbish. <laughs> Stuart Pierce and goodwill to all men. That's just silly. That's that's not even trying. That's just right. Uh, so I've if anyone's got the Tony one and a half watt flashing point, I'll just I'll ban him for it. It's all right. Isn't he a moderator these days? <laughs> he is. I still ban him. Can you ban moderators? <laughs> right. So if anyone else has got any better suggestions, if you go on a forum and you search for Christmas themed football, <laughs> I've just said, oops, Robin Van Present. That's dreadful. That's the kind of one Greg would have came up with. <laughs> well, I see your lips, son. I come up with a couple of crackers at 45 seconds notice. Have you thought any more? A couple of crackers? crackers you, could, uh, there you, <laughs> you, could have, uh, you could have Frank McAvenny. Huh? Because you'll likely find him raking about in somebody's stockings at midnight. Oh, that's that, aye. See, that's quality. That's just like that as well. Man, that's <laughs> daft pun. Bang, 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 bang. You could give me a wee bit of notice. Have you rolling in the aisle, son? Right, alright, well what we'll do is we'll come back to you right at the end. Oh, a bit more notice than that, I'm talking about a week or so. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, Rude Van Tinselroy. Uh, okay. You could have Darren Randolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Alright, that's alright, I'll give you that. Oh, you give me that, cheers. There's a bit more thought into that one than Rudolph Schatchel, I suppose. Right. <laughs> right, we'll move on then. How about Craig White Christmas? Uh, I don't, uh, no, I don't like talking about pop- him. No, no. Right, okay, Kenny Shields. He came out and, a paraphrasing, but he, he said something along the lines of Kelly's the best team in the world ever. So I thought we'd discuss that. He came out and said, what we've achieved in 2012 has far surpassed what any other club in Scotland have achieved. Under the circumstances, way, way far ahead of any other club. It's immense what we achieved. Absolutely immense. So I thought we'd discuss really, do you agree? Have Kelly been the, the best team of 2012 or or not? What do you think, no. Chris? No, I don't think so. I, I, I would agree with him that I don't think Kilmarnock have had the, the recognition they deserve because he have had a really good 2012. I mean, I think he's, he's probably, I think when he was talking about it, he lumped in the fact that he uh, beat Rangers twice. Now, I can't remember if they did beat Rangers twice in 2012 or if one of them came in 2011, but they did go to Ibrox and win. Yep. They did beat Celtic at Celtic Park for the first time in 57 years. Mm-hmm. That came after beating us in the League Cup, so that was the one trophy that Kilmarnock had never won before. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he also pointed out that they'd managed to go to Hearts and won, they'd been to Aberdeen and won, they'd <laughs> I, been to Aberdeen and won. We've beaten I mean, Aberdeen but, away. There, yeah, that's something to write home about. <laughs> well, I mean, they, these are difficult places to go for a team like Kilmarnock. So, I mean, to, I, on that kind of 
viewpoint, you've got to say Kamara have had an absolutely brilliant 2012. Is it the best 2012 of the SPL teams? Well, now you can start opening the debate up because some people would argue Ross County going on their unbeaten run that lasted about 35 games or something like that, including most of the SFL season plus a good start to the SPL season. Yep. So them coming up and being a top flight team for the first time in history, that's, uh, uh, for them, 2012 must be absolutely brilliant. Um, I heard another argument, obviously, like Motherwell, they've got to be a good shout as well, because uh, they, they, they finished third, got into the Champions League because the Rangers' demise didn't do too great in the Champions League, but they're still there. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've you could argue they've proved they weren't just a one-season wonder because they're now, up until last weekend there, they were uh, sitting second in the league again. So they're, they're still challenging for the, the top places in the SPL. So they've been pretty consistent. I think my argument there would be that they haven't really improved all that much in 2011. So 2012, much of the sameness. Yeah. If you're looking for improvement, the argument would have to be Hibernian perhaps. I mean, Hibernian went into 2012 sitting near the bottom of the league didn't exactly have too great a, uh, a second half of the SPL season, but did make the Scottish Cup final, even if they did get pumped. Yeah. They've since gone into this season, and they were they, another team that have been sitting second at some point, and they're still up there. So. Ah, they recovered superbly from the, the humping prior to this summer. It must have been difficult to take. So yeah, they deserve credit for that. But you've still not mentioned Celtic. I would have no, put I'm them not, as... Uh... I haven't even come to them yet, because I've got another team they could possibly claim at. Inverness. Inverness are sitting second at the moment. Yes. They have had, I think, them. But they're buying any goals left, right, and centre. Okay, they're not keeping them out. But if you're going to score more than you concede every week, you're going to win games. They've matched the entire last season tally already. Yeah, 42 goals. That's brilliant. That's absolutely fantastic. I mean, they are value for money in the SPL this season. And they are putting in the results as well to the point they're sitting second in the league. You can't argue with that. And I think Inverness have probably got a good shout for being the team that uh, have done best domestically. In fact, you can also point out that Inverness, other than Celtic, are the only team that have still got a domestic treble possibility. Now, you can also say St Mirren are both in both domestic cups, but let's face it, St Mirren are a relegation battle. Inverness at least are up the top of the league. Aye. So, they're in both cups. They've got a great chance of making the final because they've managed to avoid Celtic, although that doesn't exactly <laughs> say that Celtic will make the final themselves, but like given there was Inverness, Hearts, St Mirren and Celtic in that draw, Inverness got to be happy getting Hearts. Yep. So I think of the teams, if you just factor in domestically, I would say Inverness have had the, the, the 2012 that's best. But then you've got to factor in Europe as well, in which case Celtic come into their own. Because we've gone from... Well, I mean, if you take what we did domestically, we won the league, we made a mess in the League Cup, we made a mess in the Scottish Cup semi-final, so domestically we've maybe not done as well as we should. But on the other hand, we've been flying the flag for Scotland and Europe. We've qualified for the Champions League for the first time in about four years. We've gone into that Champions League campaign as a fourth seed, not expected to even make the Europa League place, and we've gone through it the last 16. And along the way, we've beaten arguably the best team of a generation and possibly one of the best teams there's ever been in Barcelona. Yeah. So I would say that to be able to talk up Scottish football at the point that the Scottish champions have gone out there and went head-to-head with the best that Europe has to offer and beating them. That's good for not just Celtic, but good for the entire Scotland. Yeah, I agree with it. The Celtic was the one that, that really jumped out for me because, yeah, they're, they're in Europe, they're punching above their weight, they're in the, the last 16, and who's to say it's going to end there? I know then we're moving on to 2013, but I think it, it deserves a, a lot of credit uh, for, for what they've done this season. And 
I think it overshadows Kermanuk, definitely. And, well, I'm going to say something that's a wee bit controversial because, well, you know my stance on this, but I thought just for a wee bit of banter, I'll mention uh, Rangers because a brand new club sitting top of the third division, nine points clear with a game in hand. <laughs> yeah, it's not bad for a brand new team, man. That's it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the last time I'll ever say that because I don't believe it <laughs> <laughs> I suppose from, from that perspective yeah you've, there's got to be an argument for if you're looking at it Rangers yeah. or whatever we're going to call it <laughs> it's Rangers Pro- International the company is now yeah aye that's it I'm, I'm getting all I'm, I'm getting all upset I've even said that they're the same <laughs> club they're the same club I need to edit that one out <laughs> the problem the problem with Kenny Shields is Kenny Shields is a fud that's that's Kenny Shields' problem. Because he came out and he's said these outrageous things a couple of times at the start of the season. And everybody's like, oh, great, what a laugh, great banter. But see when he's saying it six and seven and eight times, and see when every press conference is the, the Kenny Shields show, that's why Kamara are not getting the credit that they deserve. And I, I think they do deserve a reasonable amount of credit. Because he's detracting for that by acting the goat every time there's a press conference. So if Kenny Shields wants to blame MD for Kamarnock not getting the plaudits, blame himself, because Kenny Shields is the guy that's taking the spotlight for what the team are doing on the pitch. And although they did they did well with the League Cup, and that's right, they've, they've, they've had a couple of good results as well. You look at where he finished in the league last season, you look at where they're in the league just now, and that's where Kamarnock are. They're not overachieving. They're probably right about where they deserve to be, so I don't buy it for one second. For me, that's what kind of takes away from what Kilmarnock have done in 2012. For all they did, that they have gone out and beaten Celtic and they have gone out and beaten Rangers last season, they still finished in the bottom half of the table last season and they might still finish the bottom half of the table this yep. season as well. And for a team of Kilmarnock's stature, bottom six isn't good enough. Yep, exactly. And when it comes to domestic situations, it's always the way you get measured. And the Cups are great. And if you can win a Cup as a team that's not Celtic or Rangers, they've had a great season. I'm not going to dispute that. But the league is where you get measured more than anywhere else. And Kilmarnock haven't been measured up in the league because they haven't been consistent enough. Yeah. Right. Well, I think we're all agreed, really. <laughs> we're all agreed that we that, disagree with what he says. Having <laughs> said that, I mean, I, do, I would agree that Kenny Shields coming out with all such uh, nonsense is taken away from what Kilmarnock have done. Having said that, I do quite like some of what Kenny Shields says because of the managers of Scottish football, he's usually quite positive about Scottish football. And I have campaigned that people need to be more positive about Scottish football for ages. So for him to be coming out and saying that like, his team's been the best of 2012, and the fact we're sitting here now discussing, well, you could argue that Hibs were the best of 2012, and Inverness were the best of 2012, and Celtic were the best of 2012, and Motherwell possibly. And I don't think I even mentioned Aberdeen, who have gone from being a bottom six team to having made a good few signings. Um, in the summer there and I know but, well, a few weeks ago they were up in the, the top sort of two or three teams again in the league which is great to see because an Aberdeen team a strong Aberdeen team can only be good for Scottish football especially with their backing that they've got up in the North East so the fact we're sitting here talking about so many good positive things about Scottish football can only be a good thing yep I agree and that's Kenny Shields doing <laughs> right I thought we'd move on discuss the charity bit which we didn't do very well last week because we had a game that was postponed. The Wraith game was postponed. Dunverness won easily against Dundee. And then Peterhead lost against Stirling. So we'll try again. And I take it we'll just do the, the game a piece again. Uh, it seemed, well, it was working until I get involved. But I... <laughs> right. Greg, have you got the, the games in front of you? No. Right. Well, I'll choose a game first anyway. Right. So we're going to go for Boxing Day, I think. I think that'd be sensible. Choose the first games up. That the the Wednesday ones? Is that Wednesday? 
Wednesday. Wednesday, yeah. I'm going to go for Celtic. Celtic are playing away to Dundee, a half seven kickoff. Aye, why not? Sounds like a plan. They're one to four, so it's it's not massive odds, but I like to pick ones that I'm confident about, and I'm confident about that one. See, I'm kind of thinking that I've blown it the last couple of weeks. <laughs> it's my fault that uh, Inverness didn't win last week, and it's my fault I'm, uh, Peterhead didn't win this week, so maybe I should play it safe as well. So I'm actually really tempted to go with Rangers at home to Clyde. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to get much money there. He's, not going to get play, much at all. Off he's that playing one. the Rangers card. <laughs> <laughs> See, I think the problem is I haven't. There's nothing else that's really jumping out at me that as I think could be a win. Inverness at home to St Mirren is the only other thing I can think of. Partick maybe. Um, only maybe though. Uh, Queen and South. Against uh, Stranraer. They? They're two to seven. That's. Home to Stranraer. Aye. Uh, you know what? Aye, that sounds better than Rangers. Rangers are better than. Well, I don't mean Rangers are on. I mean, the odds will be on. Rangers might be on. Still beat Clyde. Let's go Queen of South. Oh, that seems a fairly safe one. Right. Okay. So we're sitting at, with our free £10 bet, courtesy of McBookie. We're sitting at £16, 7 pence just for those two. Hey, Greg, what are you going, what are you going to give us? I'm struggling here, lads. Um, what are Dunfer- the what are, what are Oh, home to Falkirk. 4 to 6. <clears throat> Let's go with that to Fairland at home at Falkirk. Well, it's a brave one. Falkirk run a pretty good run the last I heard. They've won the right. last four. Don't try and talk me to it, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> just just one Falkirk have won the last four games. It's going nice. to come to an end with a pars. Aye, aye. Right. Good beat. And that brings us up to £26.79. Pence. Not quite as high as uh, the, the previous couple of weeks, but then we haven't won the, couple, the last couple of weeks. So. Yeah, right. Let's play it safe here. Yeah. yeah, that's what we'll go for then. <laughs> Celtic to beat Dundee, Queen South to beat Sunra, and Dunfermline to beat Falkirk. Right, hopefully that comes out for us. Right, move on to the SPL predictions. And before we start, I thought I'd mention that Laurie got one right. Hearthstone United. Can we just skip that? Aye, we can just brush over it. Yep, good job. Right, that's it. Move on to the Boxing Day games. The first one up I've got here is Dundee United versus St Johnson. And I'm going to go for a home victory. I quite like Dundee United today, especially in the second half. I didn't see the first half. I heard they were woeful, but I really liked them yeah. in the second right. half. I'm going to go for a home victory, 2-1. I'm thinking St. John's are struggling, so I'm going to go with that as well. 2-0, home run. Uh, one each. Hibs against Ross County, a home win, 1-0. Yeah, home win, 2-1. Hibs are due a win, I think. Aye, we should be taking Hibs in this bet, because that looks like a clear home win. 2-0 Hibs. We could add it in if you wanted. It's <clears throat> a four team. I think we're really. I think we're pushing, pushing it in already. Right I think. Yeah, I leave it as it is. Let's not jinx it. Right. Okay. I'll leave it. But as we as all it know is. Hibs are going to win. Well, it's Hibs. I don't trust Hibs. <laughs> then we've got Inverness against St Mirren, which again, I a home win, three 0 Mackay. Three one. They don't keep clean sheets. Aye, again, it's got to be another home win. We should be doing a Hibs Inverness double here. Uh, could be, that could be uh, I three nothing Inverness <laughs> you should stick this on yourself <laughs> <laughs> Kelly against Hearts away win 1-0 one, no. one each draw uh, nothing each then we've got Motherwell against Aberdeen I'm going to go away win here 2-1 yep same for me Pirate. Um, 
Um, the clever money isn't a wee win, but I can't do that. We're due, to, we're due to give them a bit of a duffing, so oh, I say 2 0 Motherwell. I wouldn't be surprised if he's won, but I'm going to. I'm, I'm sticking with my, my gut feeling, Aberdeen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they did. Aberdeen looked good. Looked good against St Johnson, although they struggled to stick a ball with. They definitely looked good going forward. We, uh, we are shaky at the back, so I'd be amazed if Aberdeen didn't score. Right, and then we've got Dundee against Celtic. And apart from Douglas and goals for Dundee, I just can't think of any real standout players that they've got. I just think. Nicky Riley's been looking good the last couple of weeks. Big Colin Nish. I see. Raymond's <laughs> like. He does, he, he does stand out in the Dundee team, but. It's not really, face like that. Not really stand out anywhere. <laughs> stand out in the street. Right, I'm going to go for an away victory, and I'm going to go 3 0. So am I, because we're better away for him than him. We've just got a 4 0 home win, so let's go with 3 0. Aye, 3 1 Celtic. Right, okay. Now, we're recording this on uh, Sunday evening because, well, tomorrow is Christmas Eve. So, we've got Boxing Day games on Wednesday, then we've also got the games on Saturday and also on Sunday the 30th. So, I assume that we'll be doing predictions for those as well. I would think so, Because I think we'll be doing our next podcast on the Sunday evening. I don't think we'll do it on Hogmanay. No. I don't think we could trust Greg to stay sober. (laughs) (laughs) I've got plans Hogmanay anyway, so... I think I'm just staying in. Uh, so are, but that's my plan. <laughs> <laughs> but, but my, my entire plan for the last few years has been shut off everything, phone, internet, you name it, just goes, oh, it's shut off, and me and my wife spend the entire hug when they watching DVDs and don't do anything. It's brilliant. Every single year. Well, DVDs, so it's not, you don't watch any of the, the crappy TV that's on? Or... Uh, it's rubbish. Only excuse has been terrible for years. It needs said. <laughs> So do you celebrate? And to be honest, only excuse cannot possibly be funnier than 2012 as a year in the Scottish football. I'm There's looking... been so many things have happened that have absolutely knotted me. It's been hilarious. I'm looking forward to a kind of recap of the year. It's been a good year in terms of not just sporting, but in general. Like you've got the, well, the sporting terms, the Olympics. You've got the, the space jump, which was amazing. Oh, I'm going to love numbers. Uh, you get the Olympics and the space jump, what else? Oh, Andy Murray. Oh, Andy The Ryder Murray. Cup. Andy Ryder Murray Cup. choking at my mood. The Ryder Cup was brilliant. Ryder Cup was good, I'll give you that. I, I mean, I, I, I'm pretty sure I had an assist with that because I was in America for the first two days of it and I was going <laughs> to the And Americans were brilliant in the first two days and we took it the third day. <laughs> it's me coming home. Aye, so I'm looking forward to that. So I think it's been a, a an interesting year. Looking forward to seeing Jackie Bird wonder he low cut dresses again, you dirty rascal. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's you know it's the year when you catch a glimpse of the spaniel's ears. Oh <laughs> too old for me, Greg. I'm just Wait, a young boy. You <laughs> I don't know who that is. Weather woman. Oh, you've got to look that up on Facebook. Say I say again. Judith Ralston. Have you ever heard there? Judith. She does uh, the weather on BBC. Scottish oh, weather. Oh, alright, I see who you mean. Aye. <laughs> now, now I know what kind of thing you're into, Chris. She's, she's got that naughty school teacher look. Exactly, that's what I'm thinking. Oh, aye. I have been naughty. Aye. Oh, Cat Cuby looks a wee bit like she knows more about weather. <laughs> right, anyway, we'll go back to the SPL predictions. Aye, because we've another, we've the weekend one to do. Aye. aye. Right, so on Saturday, we've got Dundee against Aberdeen. I'm going to go for an away victory. Again. And I'm going to go 2 0 
Two yep, and a half as me. Um, two and a half Aberdeen, yep. Two each. Eh? <laughs> two each. It's <laughs> a curveball. Ah, it's going to be a cracker at Dens. Big crowd. Big noisy crowd in for the drink. Two each. Right. Then we've got Hibs against Celtic. I think I'm going to go one apiece here. Ooh, I'm going 3-1 Celtic. Ah, easy away win. Hibs, Hibs are uh, flattering to deceive a wee bit. 2-0 uh, Celtic. Good, good. I think Easter Road. Well, I was Easter Road twice last season, and I think I've seen a score of it. Eight goals. Nine goals, maybe? Oh, aye, they were ranked the last season, though. Aye, well, we still scored goals away from him. So. Last time we were in, probably scored four. Right. Oh, he's not so I give it that. Oh, well. Next one up is Motherwell against Kamarnock. Uh, home win, two one. <laughs> one each. <sighs> Come on. Yeah. Two one, Motherwell. Got to be a win. Got to be a home win. Then Ross County against Harps. Away win. I'm going to go two one, Harps. Oh, one each. One nil, Ross County. And the final game on Saturday is St Johnson against Inverness, and I'm going to go two two. I'm going to go three one Inverness because that's my favourite score to track to them these days. Mackay again. Is Mackay scoring again? Oh, probably. He scores when he wants. <laughs> so that's three one to Chris and three two to Greg. Yep. Mackay's definitely a contender for Player of the Season. I think if he keeps us up, but who knows? It's a long season. Right. Something they might buy him in January. <laughs> and they might do. They might do. Right, so on Sunday, we've got Dundee United against St Mirren. And I'm going to go for a home win, 3-0. Aye, home win, 2-0. Nothing each. No, no. Yep, all bad. I can't see that. Right. Right, this has got to the, the end of our Christmas Eve Eve podcast. <laughs> it's not really got a name, but I've just made up it's a not. name for it. It's December 23rd. <laughs> That's its usual name. So have you got your Christmas shopping done? Ah, uh, have I, yeah. I had to get it done eventually. I mean, the world didn't end on Friday, so... Uh, I was just a... Christmas is in. Did you hear there was a guy put a bet on? The world How was you going to collect that if he'd won? He's an idea. He, there was a picture of him in the bookies, right? He had a cycling helmet on, and I'm telling you, I bet you he didn't turn up with a bike. He just wears that for his own safety. Ah, uh, he's probably tinfoil, lady. Uh, I wanted to mention the... Justice Collective got Christmas number one. Yep, I know fantastic. that you were very much behind that, Chris. I was. Uh, I mean, uh, the Justice for '96 campaign's pretty close to my heart, I think, because uh, well, I kind of grew up as a Liverpool fan as well. Just that was my English team. So uh, when I took an interest in football, it was kind of about '89, '90. So it all kicked off for a number of time. And those were things just a, a horrible, horrible situation. It's been good this year. That's probably one of my highlights is the fact that the the inquest is going to be redone. And hopefully they'll finally get the, the their good names cleared. And the, the, the people that were actually responsible for that nightmare will be brought to justice. Yeah. Yep. Aye. Aye, it's good to have the song at number one for Christmas. <laughs> it seems a bit petty, but... <laughs> It's uh, a lot of things that matter right? sometimes. I said it was for a good cause and it raises awareness as well. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Hi, well, that's it from, from me anyway. I, I think I managed to get through that despite my cold. I finished my box of tissues <laughs> and there was only one time that I hit mute on my headset and to blow my nose and then I forgot that I was on mute and started talking. <laughs> I, I only did it once. <laughs> It's all right, the magic button will take that out. Well, it wasn't in, so... <laughs> so it's on mute. But see, it was probably the best bit of banter I've done all year. Oh, I can't, I can't tell you. Can't repeat it, sorry. But it was good. 
Right, Greg, before you go, have you got any other Christmas puns? <coughs> nah, I told you, give me a week. I've, I've not been thinking about it. I'll come back uh, next time we're on the podcast, which will probably be March. I'll have some Christmas puns for you then, all right? Right, okay. <laughs> Can't you say fairer than that, boss? Right, I'll write it down in my diary. Yeah, you remember that. <laughs> right, but thanks for coming on. And have Pleasure. a good Christmas. Yeah, yeah, everybody have a good Christmas and uh, probably a good New Year, depending on when this podcast goes out. And uh, thanks again for listening. Exactly. Thanks for listening. Thanks for putting up with us. Right. Bye then. Merry right. Christmas. Ho, ho, Merry ho. Christmas. <laughs>